Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, we should probably go back to our old opening. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. My sperm is dumb. <laughs> I'm Dory, my eggs are old. And here we are. <laughs> when did we stop doing that? When did we? Yeah. I think once we got a once once we got an embryo that worked. Oh. I have no idea actually. Yeah, I don't remember. Some of our longtime listeners, actually I bet some of our recent listeners could tell us. Oh yeah. Like people who started listening yeah. from the from the beginning. Yeah, those folks. Um anyway, hello. Hope you're all doing well. I'm I'm getting over a cold that has been what I would describe as absurd in the length of time it has been in my body and the uh, way it has knocked me on my ass. And the non-COVIDness of it. The non-COVIDness of it. My desk, I cleaned up my desk, if you can believe it, which it's still full of bullshit, but I think I cleaned five tests off the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID tests, not like math tests. Uh, all negative. 
So I just had a gnarly cold. Yeah. I still have it. I mean, I got the, I, I got the same cold. Henry gave it to both of us. What and, a, what a, what a, what a meanie. <laughs> um, and I got it. And yeah. then it was, I had, it was bad, but not great. You claim to have gotten it. I and, did get and it. And I, you know, I believe you, but what I got somehow was so much more annoying than what you seem to have. You got it really badly. Uh, yeah, I did. And I still have it, I think. Like, in the sense that, like, I'm getting over it mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Today I took a, I fell asleep on, on the bed for the first time in a week. Mm-hmm. I had been sleeping on the couch in order to prevent uh, Dory from getting whatever I might have had. Mm-hmm. And also to not wake her up with all my coughing, mm-hmm. which has been annoying. It's that kind of coughing where, like, your face hurts. Like, like and then your sinuses are killing you. Ugh. Anyway. That's that. So obviously what happened was I could not attend Dory and Matt's appointment. Dory at, and Matt's excellent appointment. Yeah, at CFP. But I did uh, enjoy it via FaceTime. Enjoy is a strong word. <laughs> um, What's the update, Dory? Let's tell the listeners around something of trying to have a child. We're thinking maybe my sperm would be improved and uh, Dory would still have the ovaries of a 27-year-old. Um, so we went to see Dr. Beck. So Matt's sperm did improve. Nailed it. Um, you know, it's still, I think, it's still not great, but it's much better than the last time he oh, yeah. did a semen analysis. So that was that was nice to see. However... My eggs are old. Your eggs are finally uh, acting their age. My eggs are finally like. <laughs> <laughs> the way he looked at me. Uh, hi, Henry. What's he doing? He's smiling like he really wants to come in. Oh, and there's Bo. And there's Bo. Um, yeah, I only had six follicles. And she was like. I don't, I don't feel comfortable like having you guys move forward. Uh, with yeah. This. He looks so. Hang on, Henry looks so sad. Do do you want to do you want to pause it? Okay. I'm just trying to listen to see what he's asking. I think he's upset about the bubbles. Oh, all right. Well, that's not my concern right now. No. Thought he was asking about us. No, I don't think he cares. <laughs> um, True. So you know that was it was like disappointing, but it was also like kind of a relief in a way because I was not super psyched about doing another egg retrieval at my age. Like even if I had had a lot of follicles, you know, odds are most of them would have been pretty bad, and just to go through all of that physical and psychological stuff to end up like disappointed again. Right. I was just like, not, I was not really looking forward to it. And so there is something sort of just like satisfying, but like some forces out of your control, like making the decision for you, 
You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, and I think it was a it was a like a decision. She wasn't even like we could do blah blah. No, blah. and you know what? I appreciate that about her because I think there are some doctors who'd be like, well, you know, we could try it. Yes. Um. So I do appreciate that about her. Now, interesting other news. So then it's like, okay, so we can't do another round. What are our options? So people might recall that when our embryos got retro mosaicked there, um, they found that there were a couple that were now reclassified as high level mosaic and not abnormal. I'm, I'm, um, yes, Matt. What's better? High or low? Low is better. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like a golf score. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, and when, but when I when when Doctor Beck and I talked about this maybe a year ago when we were transferring the one with the deletion, she was like, "Well, we've never transferred a high level mosaic. Like we've transferred some low level mosaics, but we've never done a high level." Like she was, she was very much. She seemed very like not enthused about the idea of transferring the high level mosaics. Yeah. And so we were sort of like, okay, I guess that's not really an option. But then when we talked to her last, like a few days ago, she said that Cooper Genomics, which is the big genetic testing company that apparently like bought up every other testing company. They are no longer distinguishing between high and low level mosaic on their reports. Yeah. So it's just like mosaic. It's either euploid, normal, mosaic, or anuploid, like abnormal. So she was like, look, we're gonna be, like we're gonna end up transferring embryos that in the past were classified as high level mosaic, but now we don't know, like they won't even tell us. Right. Um, so she was like, so I'm comfortable transferring the high level mosaics that you have. There's also one batch of embryos that never got retro mosaiced. She was like, oh, you can do that? And I was like, yeah, you requested it last time. And she was like, I did? <laughs> that was concerning. That was a little weird. I was like, what was happening? Where are we? And then I was like, if she didn't request it, who, who requested did? it? <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, they tested the wrong batch at some point. Yes, they tested the wrong. So we were interested in finding out originally whether the embryo with the segmental deletion was actually was was mosaic it turned out it was um but when they originally did the retro mosaic they did not test that batch they tested a different batch Mm. so then they had to go back and do that batch but then there was a third batch that they never tested and they never like re-evaluated or whatever um, so I'll be curious to see what is happening there. But it's just like How it's many rounds have we done. It's crazy. It's what's also crazy to me is like these embryos when we got them were classified as abnormal. Correct. Like it's kind of just like luck that we never discarded them. Well, we never did. We discussed this on the show. I mean, I've we've always been saying that like the science the sciences move at different speeds but they're moving fast so like the testing is here and but i always was thinking about that in the context of the one with the segmental deletion oh i always thought about it in the context of everything i never did because i i just think they don't know shit 
I mean, they know, you know, they, but it's like surface. They scratch the surface. Totally. Totally. So, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just thinking about all those people who probably like discarded um, like quote unquote abnormal embryos that maybe now they would be classified as transferable. Well, that's a, like a, you know, here's a pro tip for you. If you, if you're out there and you're still trying, but you have embryos from previous rounds that are frozen and abnormal or you can have them reevaluated. Yeah. So she said, would you want to, so we, so as of right now, before we do the retro mosaic on that other round, we have two high level mosaics and she was like, would you want to transfer both of them at the same time? And I was like, yeah. And she said, yeah, that's what I would do too. Yeah. Um, she's like, there's no point in like prolong, kind of like prolonging the agony of like doing it piece by piece. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've there are studies. There are starting to be studies about high level mosaics that their rate of live births is only very slightly below low level mosaics. Right. It's not like high level are like two percent and low level are like forty percent. It's like they're about the same. Yeah. So you know, it's like who knows if this will work, but it's like. A, a glimmer of hope that I didn't kind of think we had available to us. Well, I mean, your plan sort of going into this recently was to transfer one of the high level mosaics anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I was always like, we'll see if she'll do it, you know? Right. And yes, now it turns true. out that she will do it because the science is changing. Right. <laughs> it's just wild to me. It's not changing. It's just, Evolving. Evolving. The beauty of science. Um, yeah, so right now it's like, well, are we going to do that and then do the retro mosaic? Or are we doing the retro mosaic, waiting to see what happens with those, and then doing the transfer? She's going to get the retro mosaic ball rolling, but there's like, she wants to do a, a water test on my uterus. Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. she is. Well, look, I mean, cross the eyes. Yeah, totally. Cross the eyes and dot the T's. No. Sure. That's not it. Um, And that has to d- be done on day seven to 10 of your period or like your cycle, I mean. And I think she doesn't think that we're going to have all the results of our blood tests back by that point in this cycle. So she wants to do it next cycle. Right. So that's where we're at. So we would do that test in May and presumably if everything is okay, we would do a transfer in June. Right. We transfer two embryos at least. Yeah. Who knows? They'll probably split and we'll have quadruplets. Um, no, but I did say to Dory last night, I was like, what if they both took, I don't don't even know what I would do. I know. Oh no. (laughs) I mean, that is a, I would say that is. Wonderful problem to have. Wonderful problem to have. Very small possibility of that happening. Sure. But you know me, I like to find the small possibilities. Some would say worst case scenarios. Others would say, I like to think four steps ahead. I mean, the other option is to do them one at a time. What if they? What if we did them, 
but I like. And they took. Yeah. And then they they spoke Henry's twin language. Well, Henry would teach them his twin language, yeah. and then Henry would be like their little cult leader. Oh God. <laughs> he does. He has that like. He's got that like evil look sometimes. That like. I will bend you to my will. No, like I am a little bastard. I like mean, when he does something that he knows he shouldn't be doing. He's a three-year-old. I know, I don't know, but the way he just, the way he looks is like. <laughs> but you know what? Like last night when I was trying to put him to bed for an hour. Mm, yes. You know, I think that's good though, because that means that he recognizes. Sure. You know, the difference between yeah. something he's not supposed yeah. to do and something he is supposed to do. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's like. Just to go back to the embryos for a second. Yeah, I like, you know, I'll be 45. That's like pretty old to be a mom. But it's not old to be a dad. So I'm just sort of like, whatevs. Look, dads are dads, you know. Dads are just doing dad things. Dads just have such a small part to play in this process. What process? The process of having a child, that it's bizarre. Oh, I thought you meant the process of raising a child, and I was like, what? No. You're very involved. No, no, I was talking about having the child. Oh, sure, it's sure. Like you just yep. dip, dip in, dip out. Yep. Later. Yep. Good luck. See you never. <laughs> um, Taking my rocket. Wee. I was perusing the my perfect mosaic embryo facebook group yeah there are quite a few like high level mosaic success stories Uh so it's just it's just interesting because i feel like you know a few years ago it was hard like people were not transferring those i mean years before that yeah years before that they were because there's no pgs testing so it's like I would love to see the kind of longitudinal study of like PGS versus non PGS. I mean, we've had so many listeners writing in about I know. that exact thing. I know. It's just like, what's the PGS testing getting you? Yeah. Right now, it seems like it's getting you like a thumbs up on a very small number of embryos, but instead of a thumbs down on the other ones, mm-hmm. it's like, a, well, I don't know. Mm hmm. So why not just make them all? I don't know. I know. I know. I hear you. <sighs> so. So that's where we're at. That's the update. Weirdly, a, a full IVF update for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 800 episodes in. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombus just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, 
and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. We're back. And Hello. now we're going to hear from the folks of everyone that ever, uh, here. Well, let's just remind people that they can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or matt and dory gmail, and they can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Well, I'd rather remind everybody to visit dory.substack.com. Oh, thank you, honey. To subscribe to Dory's uh, newsletter. It's getting rave reviews from all over the globe. Listen, I'm getting a lot of people telling me that they like it. I'm just saying. People are into it. Now we're talking. That's the name of it. Go subscribe. Support Dory and all her endeavors. Thank you, honey. Um, except for uh, her endeavor to make me feel bad about laundry. More on that later. Uh, all right. Here we go. Okay. Um, Claire says, I'm pausing the pod to request that Henry saying, welcome to the podcast is the new opening to your show. Did he say that? That's it. Keep up the good work. I don't even remember him saying welcome to the podcast. I don't either. Maybe she's requesting that he say that. Uh, he might have said it, though. It's true. I don't remember. I, it's funny. I didn't listen. I went in and I trimmed the Like, there was like probably six minutes longer or eight minutes longer of Henry listening to himself and then talking to himself. Um, With such delight. Yeah. So I was like, this is adorable, but would be probably infuriating 
lack of content for people. <laughs> um, Allison says, I'm listening to Henry on the podcast right now and I'm suddenly and unexpectedly emotional about it. I've been listening since the beginning and there's something about hearing his little voice that just makes it so real and the whole excellent adventure IVF so worth it. Thank you for such a sweet and funny little moment. Uh, it was very meta. Like I was, in, I was, I was like meted by it as well. I was like, this is very weird. Mm-hmm. This little, this, this little being that uh, was frozen for a year and a half. That we talked about so much. Yeah, and the entire process is documented. Is now making the microphone peak by yelling into it too loud. <laughs> Um, and Melanie says, just want to put it out there. We'd listen to a garbage truck podcast. <laughs> My toddler just turned three last week. The party was garbage truck themed. He was a garbage truck driver for Halloween last year. Most of the toys he plays with are garbage related. I'm pretty sure I've seen every thrash and trash <laughs> YouTube video. So have we. Um, I could go on. Don't think he'll grow out of this anytime soon if it takes Henry a bit to work out the details of his podcast. <laughs> he, uh... This morning he was, uh, I don't know if he's done this with you, he probably has, but we're in the playroom and he took the trash, the garbage trucks, the toy garbage trucks, and was like pushing pushing them out the door. And he was like asking me if it was going to be, if the arrow was green or the circle was green. And if it was a circle, obviously it'd go straight. And if it was an arrow, it would turn towards the door. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kid loves traffic lights. I've never, he's never done that with me. He does make me um, anthropomorphize (sighs) his little uh, traffic light toy, though. The little, I noticed that that got a diaper change last yesterday. Yeah, sometimes traffic light gets a diaper change. It's like one of those little ones that comes in like a wooden train set. Like it's like two inches, three inches tall or something. He has a diaper change. Sometimes he talks about um, his puzzle. He's just, you know, he's got a lot going. Sometimes I have to talk about, in Traffic Light's voice, I have to talk about what each light does. Uh Uh-huh. And then he turns it over and I have to talk about it again from the other side. Well, last night he asked me to turn the light back on so he could see where Mouse was. A mouse is his imaginary friend. He has an imaginary mouse friend (laughs) named Mouse. Um, Who... And and I turned the light back on and he looks around at his crib and he goes, Oh, there he is. Right next to him. <laughs> he was also upset yesterday because we had left Mouse in the car. Right. We had to go out, unbuckle the the seatbelt next to him and get Mouse because he didn't want Mouse to stay in the car overnight. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having a time. He really is. Okay. Now, let us commence the great debate of the Excellent Adventure podcast, the laundry debate of 2022. Yeah. Listen, we got a lot of feedback on this on both sides of the aisle. Well, that's, you know, they always say there's a lot of, a lot of good on both sides. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to, we're going to read a few of these. Narantha wrote, just had to pause the pod to write in. I happened to be listening to the most recent episode while in the car with my husband who had once done the exact same thing as Matt, adding his wet clothes to my dry ones and 
rerunning, rerunning the, the dryer. Was, I mean, I was appalled then, and hearing you two talk about it while I got to see my husband's reaction was priceless. Anyways, he hasn't done it since, but I will say he definitely did not understand why I was so upset when he did it. Dory, I'm so on your side. Anyways, I've been a listener since almost episode one, since Matt mentioned the show on an episode of Gilmore Guys. Five plus years later, we just started our own IVF journey. Wow. When we started the infertility discussions with my doctor, she mentioned that my insurance would cover us at CCRM. We nice. live in Denver. My husband didn't understand why I suddenly burst into laughter. It was because I was trying to place why the acronym sounded so familiar. Did one of my friends mention this clinic? And then I realized I'd heard it from your pod. The parasocial relationship is real. It is. Thanks for the pod. Please don't stop it yet. Best Narantha in 700 square feet, soon to be 1,200 in Denver. Two adults, no hot dogs, vegetarian household this year or last. PPS, thanks for literally changing my life. Okay. Well, hey, that's what we're here for. Because of this pod, I started listening to Forever 35 from the beginning. And through the Forever 35 Facebook groups, I ended up making a connection to a lovely now friend who ended up getting me my current dream job. I mean... That's pretty life-changing. Narantha, well, I would say you got you your current dream job, but this Forever 35 friend might have helped facilitate it. I mean, really, we should be uh, thanking Demi and Kevin for Gilmore Guys. Yes. That's the, that's the true origin story. That's true. Thank you, Demi and Kevin, for changing Narantha's Thank life. Thank you, Amy Sherman Palladino. <laughs> yeah, really, we have to thank Amy Sherman Palladino. There we go. Yep. Um, okay, now on the other side, this is from Emily. Just in case you're keeping a tally, I'm with Matt on the combination of dryer loads, and I'm a mid-30s, fully functioning adult, I promise. Well, I mean, Dory would have other things to say about you. The easiest way to de-wrinkle a shirt left in the dryer too long is to throw a wet load on top and re-dry. And right? typical or not, our dryer performs much better with a full-to-the-brim load of clothes. So combining a wet load with a previous one that's already mostly dry, it almost always gets both done faster. Note, this has been proven in a house that cloth diapers, so there's been a lot of laundry experimentation to back up my anecdotal evidence. It's from Emily in Houston in 1,200 square feet with two adults, two kids, one Labrador, and so many hot dogs in 2022. I mean, Emily, you get it. You get the de-wrinkleization. You know how many Oxfords, Brooks Brothers Oxfords, I got to throw in the dryer multiple times because I forget? So many. Um, Allison says there have been plenty of times before that I intended to write in, but hello, likely ADHD. However, Matt throwing his clothes in the dryer with Dory's was my catalyst. I too have done this. I even did it last night, in (laughs) fact, and both loads are still in the dryer. (laughs) Typically this happens because I do not have a basket ready to put the dryer load into. If I don't do something, then two to three days will have passed and the clothes will still be in the washer and need to be rewashed. This way they at least all get dried. Hubby has not yet caught on to this and thinks... Just thinks I periodically wash huge loads and gets concerned that I will break the <laughs> washer. I stand in solidarity with Matt for drying wet and dry clothes together. Thank you. Allison in Metro Detroit in 1,900 square feet with an 1,100 plus square foot garage. Nice. That is a huge garage. Well, it's Motor City. Come on. Sure. With my husband, three corgis, two cats, and his six bicycles. That seems the garage makes more sense. One hot dog in 2022, but it was beef, so it doesn't count by Matt's nope. standards. P.S. Thank you both for everything you do. I listen to you talk about nothing at all. So please keep going as long as you can both sustain it. Lucky for you. That's all we talked about. Um, <coughs> you know what I feel like has gotten lost in all this? Because I, I did get a couple of sort of like pissy texts, voicemails being like, like 
just do your stupid laundry together kind of thing and like like people getting like angry that we don't do laundry together and what i feel like people are forgetting is we don't use the same laundry settings that was part of the whole issue it wasn't like matt threw his clothes in with mine and, and hit tumble dry low he hit whatever you know high heat bullshit I he, just I just press play. He puts his clothes on. So that was part of the issue that like my clothes, which I always dry on low heat, then got redried on high heat, which I was not happy about. So that was that was part of the like I would say that was maybe the main part of the issue. <sighs> was the lack of attention to different laundry standards. Yeah, which is something again I don't I still don't know about. Um. All right. C. Right. All I know is not to do it again. Hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, and Kiddo. As the saying goes, "Long time, first time." Found you through Nerdist. Caught up on the back episodes in 2018. Have been listening weekly ever since. As a single guy who isn't trying to have a baby, I never expected to be in a situation to stop the pod and write in. But here's my moment: the dryer situation. Okay. To start, Matt adding a full wet load of clothes to an existing dry load still in the dryer no way blasphemy you're never going to get everything dry that way disagree it all happened also always tumble dry low this Thank is you. this is dory setting however dory as a single guy i've definitely done the add a dry wrinkled dress shirt to a wet load move it works because it doesn't overload the dryer and basically steams the wrinkles out of the one dry shirt i also used to spray a dry shirt with febreze and toss it in the dryer for a few minutes it comes out smelling super fresh as a bonus so in short i agree and disagree with you both yeah <laughs> Now onto the real relevant stats. Living in 1,800 square feet in the New York City nice. suburbs and the current hot dog count for the year is three. Just can't stay away when I'm at Costco. Thanks again for being a regular in my podcast listening. I hope you keep going for as long as it makes sense for you to do so. Uh, thanks, C. Uh, I, 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 tumble dry low is, is not even a setting I've ever used, I don't think. Wow. I mean, what is it for? Taking multiple runs, like this, it feels like if you're gonna tumble dry low, it's not gonna get dry in one tumble. So it's a bullshit. It's bullshit. No, it's not. And they're they it it uses less bullshit, Bo. It uses less energy to do two rounds of tumble dry low than one round of like high heat drying. I mean, look in the olden days. We used to hang things out on the line. I mean, I would happily hang dry, like hang dry things. You never see those anymore. The clotheslines? Yeah, you never see clotheslines. Remember like the big like... Yes, I do. With like three on each side. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you only see them in like movies when people run through yards. Mm, that's true. <sighs> well... I feel like LA would be prime dry it outside place. Yeah, you just have to... Um, Although everything would get filthy. I was well, and I was just gonna say you'd have to remember to bring stuff in like as soon as it was dry, or it would get like sun damaged. There's like too much sun. Interesting. Um. All right. Well, I think we can put this topic to bed. Says you. It's really up to our listeners. I guess it is. Um. All right. I think we can take a little break. Okay. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now we're back. Hi, we're back. Hello, we're back. False start on our end. Um, all right, this is from Melissa. Following up on the donor embryo conversation. After listening to the rest of the most recent podcast, I heard some people had chimed into the donor embryo convo, but I guess I have some specific questions. To listeners who have donated embryos openly, how did you feel during the pregnancy and after the birth? Did you have any feelings of attachment to that baby slash child? Do any of you have kids who have relationships with the donor siblings? I'm an only child and always wanted to start when I was young and try for a large family. None of that happened as originally planned. And thank goodness for that for many reasons. I now have two beautiful IVF babies and they have three cousins who live in the same town. So that wow. makes me happy. I'm wondering, however, if donating embryos and having an open relationship with the family would allow my children to have some future sibling relationships that my husband and I could not provide. Had anyone else felt this way? I understand as Matt pointed out, siblings aren't necessarily close as adults, but maybe this would give my children at least a chance of that. I feel as an only child that an adult relationship with a sibling is what I most greatly feel that I'm missing out on. But as a kid, I loved being an only child. I'd also like to note, if I remember correctly, that all of the listeners who have contributed to the donor embryo conversation so far have donated embryos which were originally created with donor egg or sperm, which is awesome. But can someone please respond who has donated embryos with genetic material from both partners? Does this even make a difference? I know. So many questions. That's Thank interesting. You. That's an interesting delineation. Yeah. I don't think I ever even noticed. Thank you all in advance for taking the time to read and respond to this email. That is from Melissa in 1800-ish square feet in Camarillo, California. No full hot dogs this year, but definitely a couple pieces of my two-year-old son's frequent Hebrew nationals. Um, that is an interesting delineation. Mm -hmm. I guess I wasn't listening for it, so I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Maybe she's right. Maybe that is the delineation that people have been... You know, just happenstance. That's the yeah. That's the recipe for their donor donated embryos. Hmm. Anyway, all right. I mean, lots there. Lots there. Lots. Right in people. Yeah, let us know. Especially anybody who donate donate full genetic embryo. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read this email from Crystal? Sure. Hello, I'm a fellow. What? Hello. I'm a new listener and a friend sent me to your podcast and it seriously is getting me through some rough moments and feel better about where we are on our journey. I'm 38. My eggs are old. And my husband's sperm is dumb. Also, it no longer, uh, no longer existent. Wow. We went through our first egg retrieval, ended up with only one embryo after genetic testing. I just had polyps removed and it was the most painful and intense experience. I was not prepared for how awful that was going to be. I was yelling out in pain and how bad it was for me. Maybe people don't talk about this experience much, not to scare others of doing it, or maybe just a huge baby. Anyway, if I remember right, Dory had a polyp removed. How was that experience for her? Thanks for sharing your journey. Love listening to you both. Hubby's a huge Star Trek fan, also loves to listen. Uh, Hubby says Bashir would be the best IVF doctor. He would be, but, I mean, he's genetically altered, so we'll see where he's... <laughs> allegiances lie um crystal i went under for that i had full anesthesia to have my polyp removed um 
Dr. Mars did that, right? No, that was at UCLA, remember? That was way back in the beginning. Yeah, they're very efficient there. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did go under for that. Obviously, you know that, but I'm reminding myself of when that was. Okay, so... So the fact that you didn't go under makes me like, oh my God, like, I feel like there's a reason I went under, which is that it's freaking painful. <laughs> Did you have like a local anesthetic or nothing? What's happening? Yeah, what Who's is happening? Who's your doctor? <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, look, I don't know. So the experience for me was great because I didn't feel a thing because <laughs> I was unconscious. <laughs> Did they give you whiskey and a bullet to bite? <laughs> uh, um, Crystal, where wow. are you? Where are you located? Where? where what is year it? is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This next email is anonymous, um, and it's directed to Monroe, who wrote in last week about worrying. He's worried about his mental health if his partner were to get pregnant. Gotcha. All right, this person writes, I'm not a non-caring partner, but I do have bipolar disorder. I was diagnosed in my late 20s, but I've been living with symptoms since my early 20s. I'm 31. My partner and I now have a happy, healthy six-month-old. Prior to becoming pregnant, I was at my annual gynecology exam, and the gynecologist asked me what birth control I wanted to start taking as, quote, people with my condition should not have children. Yikes. Harsh. My partner and I were currently trying to become pregnant and I was devastated. I talked to my psychologist about this, who is also my primary care doctor. While she advised me on some increased risks like postpartum psychosis, she assured me that I could reduce that risk by staying on medication. Staying I've on medication. I've never heard of that. A psychologist is also a primary care doctor. Yeah, me neither. Staying on medication and increasing dosage as necessary was the absolute best decision that we made. We decided that the small risk associated with my medications during pregnancy outweighed the risks of navigating pregnancy while experiencing bipolar mood swings. As a non-caring partner, this could also be a tool. I think that there's a stigma in the mental health world about increasing dosages situationally or long-term if that's what works. It doesn't matter who's carrying the baby. Both people are in this together. You may say things to family or do things that you regret, but hey, who doesn't do that from time to time? My partner was super supportive and encouraging, and as Matt recommended, he went to all of my psychology appointments so we could discuss symptoms that I did not notice, but he did. Like paranoia, that's usually my go-to. Even though he doesn't have the diagnosis, we try to treat it as a we have bipolar disorder kind of thing. My diagnosis affects both of us, so my treatment does too. I'm so glad that I didn't follow the advice of that gynecologist when it didn't feel right to me or my partner. While while I have absolutely no medical or mental health education, I think that by identifying your fears and concerns, you can get the right team on your side. By acknowledging it, you can prepare for it. I know that that was a long email about something that wasn't necessarily your question, but I hope it helps in some way. There are also some amazing support groups online. Um. I like the way that it's signed just by not deleting the thing. Just, yeah. Thank you, iPad. <laughs> um, an anonymous is in Pennsylvania with a very patient partner, a cat, a small child, also named Henry, and a giant dog. We've had many Salins? Salins? I don't know what these are. Salins hot dogs this year and last year, basically every year. I'm not familiar. It must be like a... Like a regional thing? Like a tri-state area. Wait. Pennsylvania is not in the tri-state. No. Yes. 
get all the pork and beef without the filler. Oh, that's right. that sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Can we I see think... the logo? Oh. It looks like they're an upstate New York thing. Oh, nice. I like it. Hmm. They count. What, oh, what states sell Solon's hot dogs? Hot dogs. Solon's headed to Florida and other southern states. That is a headline in the Buffalo News. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. You can get them at Publix now in Florida. Nice. You hear that, Floridians? They'll be available in the traditional pork and beef formulation as well as a new all beef version in one pound packages with a new Get Grillin' logo. Oh. All right. I get it, honey. That's exciting. Okay. This is for Monica. Hi, Matt and Dory. I've been meaning to write in to tell you about this awesome resource that my main embryologists and doctors at my clinic created. It's a page on Instagram called IVF Explained. The head embryologist posts photos from the lab with explanations of what you're looking at. He also hosts many live Q&A sessions with different REs in my clinic. Many questions that come on your podcast are addressed. Uh, just wanted to share it with people. Uh, so I just wanted to share so people can get it out. The doctor and embryologist are also very easy on the eyes, which is an added bonus. I mean, I suppose it is when you're looking at it. My science baby son is now three. I love head. I love hearing your funny stories of Henry. We named our son Bowen, and I'll call him Bobo. So it's very funny when you guys talk about your Bobo. That's from Monica. 23 Hundo in San Rafael, Marin County. One hubby. Three-year-old. Five-month-old. Both science babies. Two Hosco. Two Hosco? Two Costco hot dogs. Um, all right. Well, there is a resource for everyone. IVF Explained. On the grams. Yep. Um, all right. A couple weeks ago, we heard from a listener who was thinking about planning a birthday party for their toddler. Right. Yes. I and that. these were some things that we were going to read last week, but we were interrupted by a small Henry. Sure. All right. Uh, from Amelia. I'm emailing in response to the voice that we played last week from the listener who has a child turning two at the end of March. And this mom is wondering if she should throw her child a birthday party. She worried no one would come because it's a pandemic and because her family had moved to a new state where they do not yet have a close circle of friends. It made me think of a conversation I had with my colleague, Kara, after Kara had organized a birthday party for her child and invited this, whole chi- this child's whole class and fewer than half of the invitees showed up. It hurt Kara's feelings. She was also relatively new to that state and had been looking forward to meeting other parents, but mostly made her wonder if people didn't like her or didn't like her child. I don't think it was that. And I told her something that blew her mind. I never, ever, ever take my kids to birthday parties. I don't even tell them they're invited. I just RSVP no as graciously as I know how, and none of my kids is the wiser. I also never throw my own kids' birthday parties. Amelia, you're my hero. Why do I decline all invitations? In part, it's because I have three kids, and when one child gets invited to a party, I feel awkward asking the person who invited me if I can bring not one but three children, two of whom aren't the age for which the party activities are intended. And if I am wrangling three kids, likely I need my husband to help, too. So now you're getting five of us in this hypothetical situation instead of the two you expected. What if everyone did that to you? Plus, my kids are very, very, very full of energy. And after some trial and error, we found the best way to deal with their energy is to enroll them in a bunch of sports classes all weekend. We, the parents, also love sports and now and are now also in classes. 
This past Saturday alone, for example, the five of us attended a total of seven organized sports events between various swim practices and tennis classes and soccer. And if we were to attend a party, it would likely mean multiple members of the family having to miss something which those who don't know the birthday kid would resent. And finally, my husband is a huge introvert and meeting a big group of people all at once really stresses him out. I tell you all this detail, the risk of oversharing, just to make the point that it is so not about you why people come or don't come. We all have our own set of logistical challenges and personality quirks and weekend hobbies. Also, I'd be perfectly comfortable attending an outdoor event during pandemic and zillions of our neighbors and friends have organized outdoor events during the pandemic. So please also don't worry about being judged about that. Bottom line. I say go for the party if you think it feels fun to spend an afternoon at the park with your son eating cupcakes, enjoy whatever, whoever does show up, however small the group, and never worry for a second that you aren't likable. I can tell from your voicemail, you definitely are. I mean, I'm really on Amelia's side here. I know you are. The whole not bringing, like just not going to parties is a standard rule. It's kind of brilliant. I mean, I hear you. What's going on over there? Oh, I just, mm-hmm. I went to go over to the voicemails and just clicked on something else. All right. Um, wait a second. Oh, this is a voicemail. What do you think about that rule? Um, I mean, I don't know. It depends I, on how big your kids' class is, too. Cause yeah. Like you couldn't wind up where you're going to like 20 weekend. 20 parties every totally yes yes Uh, you know what i think i think this is fine obviously do what's right for your family um i do just appreciate that she said she graciously rsvps no i think that's the thing that would like annoy me if people just like didn't rsvp at all or rsvp yes and like didn't show up right so um yeah henry's party is in a couple weeks yeah three weeks all right, a few weeks. Sorry. I'm just saying. Um, I'm busy that weekend. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so we. Was, so is Henry. Oh, it's gonna be just you. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> People showing up and it's just you at Henry's birthday party is very funny to me. That's so sad. Uh, I mean, or not. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Or not at all sad. Um, all right, we have a we have a voice memo about this as well. Hi, Matt and Dory. I just had to pause the pod after the voicemail from the listener planning their kid's second birthday party because it literally could have been me, like verbatim, just a couple of weeks ago, trying to figure out what to do for my son's third birthday. Um, like this listener, I had a really hard time planning anything. Um, his first birthday fell on the day that California went into shelter in place for COVID and we had to cancel plans last minute. And I think now after more than two years of this, the like future planning part of my brain is just broken. Um, we also moved a few months ago, like the listener and have had almost no contact with other parents at my son's daycare with staggered drop-offs, um, so I, I found it really hard to figure out what to do for his birthday this year again. Um, so I wanted to offer what we ended up doing, um, and it might be too late for this listener, but with Henry's birthday coming up and I'm sure there are others out there, 
We brought in some school safe treats. So we asked the school what would be okay to bring, um, ended up with some mini muffins and we put together goodie bags, uh, one for each kid in his class and it's a small class. So that was a little more doable. I mean, they just had little notebooks, colored pencils, stickers, and party hats. My son insisted on party hats. <laughs> so I think he really felt like that was his birthday party. Um, and then on his actual birthday, we're in a new town, but we're still driving distance to family. So uh, we were able to have lunch with immediate family outside. Um, and honestly, I think even if it had just been me and my husband, he would have been just as happy as long as there was cake. He spent most of the time we were there like digging holes in the garden and filling buckets with dirt, and he had the best time. Um, but I, I mean, it sounds like this listener does want to connect with other families and maybe have a party. If that works out, that's great. But I just wanted to offer that if it doesn't, it's not a failure. Um, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as parents to have to make birthdays like a big event. Um, but for the kids, especially this young, it's special because you're focused on them for the day and keeping it simple is fine. Um, anyways, I just wanted to offer that and let this listener know that they're not alone. Um, parenting during this time is weird and there are no rules. Um, so do whatever works for you and your kid will feel special on their birthday no matter what. You know what? I figured it out. What? My birthday is yep. in August, early yeah. August, which mm-hmm. is like the doldrums of summer. Yes. And when I was a kid, no one was ever around. Mm-hmm. So the parties, like I had no real school friends at the parties, mm-hmm. just like some just neighborhood friends and family. And I always was jealous of all the kids that had mm. that had parties, that had birthday parties during the year at yeah. school because they got to have all the school kids going. Oh, that's interesting. So that's what I have to say about parties. So you're carrying that with you. Apparently. I just thought of it. Hmm. When she told me about the mini muffins for some reason that triggered that. That is interesting. It is sometimes I think about how like when in the year you're born does like actually affect like a lot of things. Yeah, I was young. I was young. Right. Um, yeah, because like, I was 17 when I graduated high school. Right. Yeah. Weird. Whoa. I know. Uh, I was young, but acted 50. I just turned 18. La-di-da. I know. The year was 1973. Dory just turned 18. Wow. That's what it feels like sometimes, you know? Does it? When you talk about your the before horseless time. carriages. <laughs> and my uh, like, switchboard that I had to use. you put gas in the horseless <laughs> carriage? I'm like, it's called a car, honey. Stop. <laughs> Uh, we're out of sarsaparilla (laughs) did the milkman come yet no um all right this is from rory and he says hi matt and dory my name is rory and i stumbled upon your podcast through a rather circuitous route dory was a guest on an episode of unladylike a few years ago and they only just released the episodes for free in the last month or so interesting 
So upon listening to Dorian Unladylike, I started listening to your podcast from the first episode. I've just finished episode 19. Oh my God. So I'm still to find out all of the details of your attempts to make a baby. I did, however, discover you were successful at having a little baby after Googling your names to see what you look like. So congrats on that. Yeah. So excited to get to those episodes of you finding out and all you go through. I'm a 31-year-old guy from Melbourne. <laughs> he, he wrote pronounced Melbourne. Australia, and my partner and I have no plans to have children now or in the future. This is mainly due to my partner's anxiety, some past childhood trauma, and that I don't believe society helps parents to raise kids, and I refuse to partake in a broken <laughs> system. Well, hey. The recent work-at-home revolution is, however, a good step in that direction. However, not until childcare is free, we have a universal basic income, and companies do not punish women for having children regarding career progression. Do I feel society is truly set up to help both parents and children flourish? All yeah, right. I mean, okay. you're not wrong. However, I'm fascinated to learn more about IVF and people who go through so much to have children, mainly because I could not think of anything I want to do less than have a kid. And the act of spending so much time, energy, and especially money to have one is a decision that confuses me. So as with anything that confuses me, I try to learn more about it. Hmm. You guys are incredibly funny and relaxing to listen to while I work. I'm a patent attorney. <laughs> Workout or when I'm just driving my car. Hmm. thought it'd be interesting to email you given I'm so early into the podcast and obviously so much has happened between when the podcast started and now. Matt, I too am a big video game guy and I'm always looking for people to play with. I play on PC though, so that might be a problem with PlayStation's approach to cross-play. I'm also a bass player, so I enjoy all your talk about guitars and as I have a large bass collection myself. Nice. I really hope you guys read my email so that I can eventually listen to it when I catch up. Sending all my love. Rory. Let me tell you, I'd love to play with you. I wish, I, you know, sometimes I think about PC gaming and if I could, if I did it, but then I'd be like, I have to have my Mac and then my PC and it's like, for some reason that is a hurdle for my brain. Anyway, base update. I have a Hofner. Okay. I've got a, I've got a Rickenbacker 4001S. This is just for him. Oh. Okay. I got a Fender Custom Shop Jazz Bass. I've got uh-huh. uh, an old P bass, uh, like a '50s style P bass from Nash. Um, I have a oh, I have an old Tele style bass that I built myself. It was the first guitar I built, actually. It's over there, the white one. Wow! And that's my bass. That's welcome to bass talk. Bass talk is done. Okay, thank you for bass talk. Um, all right. Meredith says, I hope you're doing well. Dory, I'm loving your new newsletter. Thank you. Curious if you would share the contact of that financial. <laughs> I, was asking, I wanted to cough, so I turned off the mic and I accidentally turned off Dory's. <laughs> so you just heard a cough and not the person talking. Wow. So some professional level podcast production here. Um, curious if you would share the contact of that financial professor, I think, slash counselor that helped you guys during all the IVF expenses. I know you shared his info several years ago on the pod, but I haven't found it. So just thought I would ask Meredith in 2,500 square feet in Cleveland, Ohio with Alec Fletcher and Florence. Um, it is Dylan teaches finance.com. And that is Dylan D Y L A N teaches finance. There you go. Um, all right. 
Anonymous writes, I actually don't consider myself a Disney person and tend to zone out during this portion of the podcast. When I heard the listener email who was mad at you guys for reading a Disney email and not reading her email, I knew I had to write in about Disney. (laughs) Fortunately, a reason has come up. Our nanny is going to Disneyland with her 13-year-old daughter this summer, and I would like to get our nanny a gift for the trip for her birthday. Mm -hmm. Our nanny's birthday is the month before she leaves on the trip, so I think it would be perfect. They've never been to Disneyland. This has been a hard year for our nanny and her family. She's an absolutely wonderful person. Mm-hmm, uh, I would mm-hmm. like to get her gift card so she can treat herself and her daughter while they're there. I was thinking maybe a nice restaurant in Disney. Do you have any recommendations? Just get her a Disney gift card. That's it. Yeah, That's go, all you got to do. And you can get them at Costco. And uh, Target. And Target. Yeah, you can buy them actually online. If you have a Target card, save 5% mm-hmm. on whatever gift card, Disney gift card you're buying online. Yep. There you go. It's um, like cash, man. You can get it at any. Yeah, you can spend it all over the place. In yeah. There. There's no like specific gift card for like specific restaurants. Yeah. So just get her to get the get Disney gift card. That's what uh, we just gave our nanny for her birthday. Oh my god! Disney gift card. She was thrilled. Wild. She has a she has a magic key. Oh, does she? Yeah. I wonder how the reservation system's working for her. Well, you can ask her the next time you see her. Hmm. Um. All right. Hey, random. I think I remember you saying you like the way be for travel, but I can't find the episode to listen to the review. Am I making this up? I tried to listen to a few episodes where I thought it would be, but can't find it. Would you mind sharing that with me? Thanks. It'll be the post Thanksgiving episode. If you want to go listen to that, uh, probably, uh, first episode of December. Um, no, actually I think it's the recording when we came back Thanksgiving. We didn't put on an episode. Yeah. It's the first episode of December. I think, uh, that said, yes, we did like the way be. Uh, it didn't make that trip a lot easier and it kept him in his seat, uh, which was a huge bonus uh, when flying with Henry. Yeah, the only drawback to the wavy is it's expensive. And forward-facing. And forward-facing, which like threw him off. Confused him. But then when he figured out his, his vacation car seat, he was into it. Yeah. All right, we have uh, one last voicemail. Here we go. My name is Kathleen Mitchell. This is a notification uh-huh. call from our Department of Tax Debt and oh. Financial Settlement Services. Oh, no. There are new programs that can help you oh. reduce or eliminate your debt completely. Wow. Yeah. It is possible that your debt can now be considered temporarily non-collectible. What? You can call me back okay. at my personal desk. All right. 833 don't call that number anybody. Uh, Please don't call that thank number. Thank you, Kathleen Mitchell, if you are even a real person. No, that's not a real person. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, people shouldn't call that number because you'll get trapped in a scam. Yeah, and I'm going to have to go delete the rest of the number just so people don't get like any funny ideas about calling scam numbers that they heard on this podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just wanted everyone to know that we get we also get scam calls on four one three four six one baby. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for not scamming us if you haven't. And uh, speaking of not scams, head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and get more podcasts. There's so many over there. Five dollar level or above, you get your name read each ep, uh, each each month, and uh, you can get the back catalog of Patreon episodes. Those of you who like to hear us talking about nothing, that's where you do it. Okay. Thank you to the following people. Abba and Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Bell. Alex Liu. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Angie James. And Fluker. And Kay. Anna Ratliff. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven anonymous. April Howell Warder. Ariana Perry. 
Ashley Cicely. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Becca Foster. Bethany Whipperman. Bianca Loria. Brianne Hudson. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Caroline Crampton. Caroline Land. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Cicely Templeton. Shinami Worth. Uh, Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Thank you all very, very much. We will uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> Bye. Bye.